0: Hello everyone, welcome to Supernatural Junkies, this is Alex and we have yet again Dr. Dozier here with us to help us out, to school us, Dr. God, right, that's what we're calling, oh forget you, anyway moving on, (laughs) we also have Dr. Kevin here today, he's going to do a really quick review and then we're going to jump right in, if you didn't listen to the last episode please go back and listen, you don't want to miss it, Um, it will help you with today's episode as well and it's a good one so don't miss it.
1: Well, I feel the same. You know, you think about, you know, critical race theory. You know, this is the thing that has just divided everything. I mean, our our country is being split. The world is being split. Churches are forming new denominations over this. You know, so it's really important for us to understand why Christians shouldn't be fooled by this and where does this all really come from. But before we get going, um... Wait, who has a verse for today? Dr. Dozer's got a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to let him pray for us to, to open us up here. So.
2: Father, we thank you today for gracing us to be able to come before your people and those mm. who are listening and share that which you have uh, laid in our hearts, that which you've given us the grace to be able to uh examine to be able to study and to even be able to experience and as your people uh listen at this time and season i pray that they are edified i pray that we share things that will uh give them insight and illumination on things that perhaps they didn't know previously and that they'll also share with others in jesus name amen
0: amen
1: Amen. So the real gist of the last episode is very straightforward. That critical race theory comes from critical theory, which is just a hybridized version of communism. And not only did, you know, is communism the world's greatest evil that we've ever seen on the planet, but that's why they keep coming to us in different terms. They're always constantly changing the names, the dates, the places, but it is still the same story that keeps coming back. And of course, Karl Marx was the founder It's called Marxism, really turned into communism. That's only one of the names for Marxism. And uh, he brought out how, you know, Fed- Frederick Engels was also involved clearly in the Communist Manifesto and how that manifesto was really a declaration or of a revolution that they wanted to come. Uh, he talked about how one of the key schools in Germany, in Frankfurt, um, was really kind of the social you know it really became a real popular thing and of course both of those guys were gone by that point and then he talked about how that also took root here in America in through Columbia University and you know the gist of of what he gets into with Karl Marx was is that God is an illusion an opiate to the people if you will this means he was an atheism so if that isn't your first sign, that the guy who started this whole thing was an atheist, that is the key crux of the matter, that this is why we know that this is something that Christians can't partake of. So as we talk about how this was hybridized, it really breaks life down and seeing all of history in the idea of the struggle between different classes. And of course, most people know that Russia was started, right, with, hey, the the war between the haves and the have-nots, right? And so now all we're seeing is, is we're seeing a change of these same struggles instead of a struggle between classes and all of a sudden everything, history is being rewritten to be a struggle between uh, races. And so that's where you start to see there's, and then we talked about even in liberation movement, we're seeing the same thing that there's an oppressor and then there's somebody that's being oppressed. And so it's always breaking and dividing a society and pitting groups of people against each other. Uh, where ultimately, like I said, they end up, you know, that's why you talked about the the fist being raised. How many how many different groups you said? There was all kinds of... At different- least
2: 12 within the last 100 years.
1: Yes, 12 different groups have used this, like we see that, that raised, you know, arm with the clenched fist for the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, there's 12 different groups that have already used this. So this idea of creating solidarity, right, and he believed that's what religion was the opiate of the people because it created this solidarity. But we're seeing this this all of this division design again you think about this tying into the idea that you know divide and conquer right and you start to see how this is pitting one group of people against another and so where we kind of left off was talking about how the bible is going to reveal that this is all a complete lie and this is exactly um really what satan would do it's not against it's not for what god would say he wants for his kingdom and for his people because in christ we are all one and this system is set on dividing us and making one people the victim while the other people are of course the the criminals
0: i, I dr dr tell us your background again in case people didn't listen to the last episode or any of our others because some people just like oh this sounds interesting and listen who are you where are you from Tell us a little bit, bit about yourself so people know that you're bona fide. Okay. <clears throat> I call him Dr. God, by the way.
1: <laughs> Dr. God, servant. <laughs> 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 At the, uh, He's washing my feet right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been living in Tampa for the last uh, 36 years. Well, actually, Brandon, I was living in Tampa for 14 years. in Brandon, which is, you could say, suburbs, I guess, uh, the last 22 years. So that would be 36 years. Of my life. Uh, uh, I have a uh, military background. I have my PhD in theology. I have my master's in counseling. Uh, I'm also the president of Grace and Truth Christian University. I was uh, a professor and academic Dean at Life Christian University for 11 years or so. Uh, I guess that's enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do believe I said I have a military
1: background. Yep. Eight and a half last, years. A theologian. In fact, sure. he also did some boxing when he was in the military, as we <laughs> heard last time. So, yep. But he likes to stay out way too late before his fights. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I messed up. Wait, don't you have to, a
0: weightlifting championship somewhere yeah, on here? No, oh, he,
1: I am.
2: Uh, uh, my, <laughs> one of my hobbies is... Is powerlifting in 2020 in the World National Powerlifting Association? I won the world championships in 2019, 100% Raw yep. in Calgary, Alberta. I uh, kind of like ripped my lat on my second deadlift, but I did finish with a disappointing second place on the world. Uh, and in uh, <laughs> wow. November of this year, 2022, 100% Raw will be having this world championships in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, and uh, it is my intention to go there and uh, make up for 2019 and bring a world championship for my age and weight division uh, back to America to Florida
0: right. right, well be praying for him for that
1: yep well and so this is a great lead in but when was your when when did critical race theory first come on your radar cuz I know we're gonna talk about what, what the Bible says, but what was the first thing that kind of happened, really got your attention?
2: I would have to say it wasn't really many years ago. It wasn't many years ago before it really got my attention. In truth, uh, a number of people younger than myself were just mentioning it, mentioning it, CRT, CRT, uh, and I, you know, look further in it and recognize that the things that were taking place—that uh, uh, is actually what we were seeing. And so, uh, as I went, because you think when you think of it, you think of okay, there's, there's critical theory, and then you you're looking at this and you look at the uh, the uh, ideology of critical theory. And then you look at ideology of critical race theory and you find that even though uh, one may be on ethnicity and the other may be on uh, social status, they both have the, you could say, the same objective. Right. And a big picture, the big picture that you see there is uh, redistribution uh it appears from both that there never ever can be enough because Mm -hmm. in both what happens is there's a creation of hatred for people and there's also a division
1: it's almost a teaching of hatred right
2: i i don't i don't want to go through it because yes it's a teaching i don't want to go through it because it takes a lot of time but at my age, uh, I, sp- I spent my first six years of sc- my first five years of school. I never went to kindergarten; I went straight to first grade. My first five years in school,
0: because he didn't need it.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. But when well, we moved into this town, they really didn't have one for for, <laughs> for black people. Unfortunately, I was able to. But uh, we moved from New York City to a small town in North Carolina, and I <laughs> He's remember like, finger paints. Two.
0: Forget it. I will say
2: this part. I remember these two these two boys. They were they were Caucasian. They were twins. Uh-huh. And I, I always have the picture in there. Whenever I think about them, they were blue jeans and a blue plaid shirt. Their father owned the service, little service station, and this is in the nineteen sixties. I had my cousin Reginald, we called him Peaches. He and I hung together and of course the two of us were black. Peaches. And yeah, that's what a name too. And uh <laughs> but he, he was he was he was he was all boy. Yeah. And uh I remember one day my father being there and, and he was talking to him, because people would do kind of like work together but you didn't really hang together. And the two guys, the two Caucasian boys were looking at us and we were looking at them. And as kids, you're always waiting for the word go play. Mm-hmm. But that word didn't come in those days. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't play. <laughs> and I remember when school started, uh, all I saw was black kids. Now I didn't think, where are the white kids? Where are they? But I just thought that's who's in school. I did think about those and I didn't know where they went to school and even our bus drivers. Our bus drivers at that time, and you can research it for North Carolina and areas of South Carolina, our bus drivers were students. We weren't even given adult bus drivers. I our bus drivers were juniors and seniors. Mm. Okay, so I went to school during the segregation period. I first went to integrated school in sixth grade in 1969. Mm. And uh, a lot of people today did not see those things. I caught the tail in okay. So a lot of people didn't see. I remember this part. I had a teenage brother, and there would be these men who would come by these guys' house in the small in, these, in the small town that we living in, North Carolina. They come by different people's house, and they would say, "Well, uh, so and so, you they would say your boy, not your son, your boy." Your boy's not going to school today. He's going to go work in my field because they grew cabbage and tobacco and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you'd be no questions asked. They go. Um, Hmm. Now, if you came to my house, remember we moved there from New York City, and this is true. My older brother will tell you this is true. Uh, Man came to our house and he's mom. Your your boy need. uh," My mom said no. He's going to school man got a little upset so my mom called my dad to the door he came and the man said those are your boy and he said no he's going to school man kind of like said okay all right i'll remember this so like in a threat fashion but my mom never my mom and my dad they had a different mindset they never made them do that and in school when they called Roe, once again my brother i was younger my brother tell me this and they called rose if they called that student name off if you said he went to work in the fields today Nobody said anything. Mm. Okay, those things don't happen today. Wow. They didn't happen Mm. when I was in high school. Mm. And so there are a lot of things that people say. I know there are things that uh, until the Lord returns, you're going to have wicked people of all ethnicities. When you look at some of the killings that are taking place today, it's not just one group it's black, it's white, it's Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Okay, in some cases, Uh, you may have some law enforcement they're human beings so you know that in law enforcement and let me just go ahead and clarify this somebody oh he's just no i'm not justifying that what i'm saying is you're going to have somebody in there that is going to be corrupt but usually that's a very small percentage the same thing when it comes to civilians who are criminals that's a very small percentage okay so those things are very important but in in those days uh in the days that when I was in high school, and even in college and, and so forth, it was not like it was in those days. So many people, right. when they talk about the things they've seen, yes, you may have seen some things, but you cannot forget to thank God for the improvements that he has brought in this nation. Amen. Yeah. You, can, you can marry who you want. That's right. You can marry black, white, Hispanic. You can marry who you want. You are not about to be ostracized for it. Okay, Asian, whatever, you're not going to be ostracized. A lot of things have happened. So the question becomes, where is this deception about things being as bad as they are? We're not acknowledging that things don't happen, but you can take one situation. And you can blow that situation up on the airways and it can look like that's the only problem in the entire world. Mm -hmm. And so we cannot allow that to happen. And so. This is what this type of thing is leading to, if I might segue into this, because I were really what I'm doing is. um, Dr. Cruz laid this out and he could have gone on with this part. But when we look at critical theory and critical race theory, critical theory and critical race theory leads to the fall of a nation rather than the building of a nation. That's right. Now, I'm going to, today, as they ask questions, uh, and and I've already been told, I feel like I'm very much a part of it because I come a little often, uh, that this is one where you're open to share. And so we're all Christians. There's going to be quite a bit of of, of biblical support today that you're going to get and the statement i just made about critical theory and critical race theory leading to the fall of a nation rather than United of a nation now jesus and you can read this in mark three jesus was accused of casting out demons by beelzebub by, mm-hmm. by satan yep. and, and that's that was because of jealousy and envy and hatred mm-hmm. and then he, he jesus made this statement he said how can satan cast out satan how is Satan gonna cast himself out? Mm-hmm. But then he goes on to say this, and if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot be; that cannot stand. If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot okay. stand. So simply put, a kingdom, and America is a kingdom, it's yep. a nation, a kingdom. Yep. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Now this word divided from the Greek word meridzo, it speaks of to be disunited. Hmm to be disconnected, to be fragmented, to be without unity. And when you have a nation that does not have unity, that nation cannot hold up. It cannot remain fixed, it cannot remain established. And I believe that there are places around the world and and, and nations uh, that despise us that have people, uh, you do have spies, so you know you have, that have people inside your nation And they don't just have to be inside your nation, but positioning themselves around us, waiting for us to get to our weakest point so that there can be a strike. America is the wealthiest nation in the world. We have need, if we were isolationists, which we're not thinking about it, we would have need to get nothing from any nation. And when I look at that, I look at how good God has been to us, and yet we cannot look past our past failures and try to improve on them by thanking God and living a life pleasing in His sight. And instead, we want to bring up things, uh, we want to bring up things and lie as though they are worse than they were years and years ago. Yes, we do have issues, but what nation doesn't? And our issues are not worse than they were when I was coming up. I've lived long enough to
1: tell you that. Here, you just heard it. We're not getting worse, right? There's actually been improvements.
0: Right. So I want to, because he's shared a little bit of his experience, I want to share mine growing up. So I was born 70, right? So the Vietnam War was still happening. The fall of Saigon had not happened yet. Um, when we What came, was it
1: like being a little Vietnamese girl, even though you're cute?
0: <laughs> it wasn't, you have to imagine. So the war is still happening. And, um, you know, we're here and... We weren't popular, so this was a long time ago. Like he said, it is not like it once was. Can you imagine living in a street and you and your brother are the only Vietnamese kids there? It wasn't fun. I remember a specific time being between five and seven years old and you know we went to private school. So we're walking our little uniforms and the high school kids stopped us and they're like, hey, chinkies, wanna whitewash? And it was snowing out and we're walking home from school. And um, my brother, who's not that much older than I am, they they started beating him up, and I started screaming. So I took my school bag and threw it at them. And the one guy picks me out. It's tiny, picks me up and threw me into a snowbank, and. I, you know, I still continue, because you know, out of the two of us, I'm the bruiser. I'm like, I'm gonna kick your butt, you hit my brother. <laughs> and um, they gave him a black eye, and I, I don't know what else. I don't think it was terrible, but they were high school kids, and that was the kind of stuff we had to endure all the time, walking down the streets. Um, the other kids, like, sitting, yelling chinky at us, making the eyes, saying, uh, I forget what the rhyme was, but this happened all the time, and it's because, you know, the war was still happening they were still like as far as we knew our soldiers were going over there and so we were you know the vietnamese was the enemy um and that's what it was like growing up i mean in high school girls would say the ugliest things to me just nasty they would call me mongoloid um you know and nobody nobody stood up nobody would say anything it was just allowed to happen because you were the most popular enemy at the time whatever that was um And, you know, it did make me feel some kind of way about it. But then the the change that has happened has been, you know, like Dr. Dozer was saying, so immense that it doesn't resemble that world anymore. Now, I remember even being quite young, I used to do some modeling um, and I wasn't that young when I started modeling. But I would walk into a place and they'd say, oh, yeah, we already have an ethnic model. (laughs) Mm. And, And they'd go, we already have one. One. You have one. And I was like, I'm not ethnic. I shave. See? No. And they would, they would laugh. <laughs> that they, was humor. They would usually <laughs> sign me. You know, they'd be like, okay, you're funny. At least you have a personality. Right. Um, but it, that's what it was like. But now you look, you know, now it's so funny because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you see Asian American everywhere, right? But when I was young, that's not how it was. It wasn't a popular thing. It wasn't necessarily a good thing. They used to say to my mother, wow, her children are so beautiful. It's too bad they're mixed with her because she's very Vietnamese looking. I am, out of all of my family, I am the most American looking. They say I'm the milkman's baby. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry mom. I don't know, I'm not going to judge mom. Do you? Do you? No, just kidding. <laughs> but we don't know because I am the most American looking one. Um, my brother looks way more Asian than I do. Um, so does my sister and my other two brothers. But um, it was still... It was tough at that time and the world has changed a lot you know there's no longer just one asian person and that's the other ethnic person would be a latin person you know because they'd be like well you're not black but you're not white we don't know what you are and i would get that all the time i wished i had a penny growing up for every person that ever asked me like what are you um i would be so rich right now and my only answer would be i'm human what are you
1: well that's a great answer and you can start to see that's where we're really going but You think about critical race theory, what do you think the draw is? Why are are people so sucked into this that buying into this this philosophy?
0: Well, I have a question to piggyback on that. Um, How did it get so popularized in this culture now? Why is it everywhere? And look, they're not calling it communism. They're calling it socialism, social justice. Those are the same things we talked about that last episode.
2: Yeah. Okay, you'd have to go back to a number of cases, and I do believe that you can have something happen, I mean, that's real, and sincere, and eventually you have people step into it, and they hijack it, and right. it gets worse. In the past, there have been cases where people and I do want to say black people, were wronged uh, by uh, police that may be something where something was done and was funny. wronged. And then they'll say that uh, the police acted justifiably. And so it leaves an outraged group of people. Of people, mm-hmm. feel hurt, of people feel hurt. Uh, people feel disenfranchised. You can have situations like that. You can have situations where people uh, uh, feel that they were passed over when they were more qualified than others. For example, there's there's a position opening on a job, they bring someone in, they have you train them, and then give them the job, but mm. yet you're training them to be over you, which means you may know how to handle that position. And so some people feel that's, that's unfair. That's and a great some, point. And in some cases, uh, in some cases uh, it is uh, unfair. I did have a situation that happened years ago. It must have been around uh, 1987 or 88. Uh, I, was, I was in North Miami Beach and uh, there, was a, 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 there was a man uh, who attacked a person and the person was my relative, a female relative. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, def- I you know, stepped in and defended mm-hmm. her. And he ran, okay, and I'm saying this oh, okay. for a reason. He ran, but she called the police. And when the police came there, they saw this young black man, I was in my late 20s, and I'm gonna tell you what happened, and this is the truth, they saw this young black man Uh, either both were Caucasian or one was Caucasian and one may have been somewhat Hispanic. It was the one with the darker hair. I know the one that was definitely Caucasian because he had blonde-like hair. But the one who had the darker hair, when he got there, he never asked any questions. He he walks up and he's talking. And then uh, the guy comes back up. And I point at him, I said, if you ever, when I did that, as he was looking the cop, he he grabs me and he says, get up against the wall. And when I turned, he took his flashlight, it was a long silver flashlight, and he hit me on the right side mm. of my head. Mm. When he hit me, I wasn't long out of the military. Mm. And I'll be honest, my first thought was to, I'll just leave it there. But the relative caught my eyes. Boxing champ? No, not box. (laughs) It was was a military thought.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. And
2: uh, as I turned, my relative said, please don't. And I stopped. The other officer came up, uh, the relative said you didn't have to hit him I was so angry I didn't feel anything and the other officer came up and he said did you hit him mm-hmm. and the man lied he said he said no he said my hand slipped and it went <laughs> and I'm like you're even pointing at the wrong side mm-hmm so but the other officer, the blonde head officer, he was very courteous, he was very, very courteous. Now, and the guy did say this to me, the one who did, he said, you think you're something because you're, you, because you're big and you're muscular and you this and that, and he really said this. Hmm. So I'm like, okay. So I know things like that do happen. Yep, yes. okay. they do. Okay, um, I don't see it as grounds to try to destroy a society. Right. But when you begin to get things corrected Mm -hmm. and all, then you move forward. Um, The media can can put a lot of things in there. Yeah. I'm going to say something that some people are not going to be very happy with, but it's true. And I'll just leave names out. But you can place yourself in a position by the choices that you make. Criminal activity is never going to leave you in a good position, mm. especially if you're confronted with law enforcement. Okay? Yep. It's never gonna leave you in a good position. But the media, some of the media has a tendency to make heroes out of people who would put themselves, place themselves in situations that they did not have to be in. That's mm-hmm. right. And so mm-hmm. when you do that, and, and you have that, and then you have those people who are opportunists, okay? We yes. know what opportunists are. You look for any 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 type of advantage you can get mm-hmm. to make something out of. I, I mean, when we look, you'll get politicians who can't wait to get behind the cameras when things happen. You hardly ever see grief for what has happened, right. but you'll see a position trying to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you get these type of things that are taking place, now these things can lead to where we are today. And then you have people. Once again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but you have the opportunists. The opportunists are always going to push it harder uh, than they, further than they need to. They don't want it to stop because you're continually getting something out of it, and it really serves it serves that agenda mm-hmm. just well. It, it remember when you deal with things like that. You're looking at, uh, uh, as you would say, if there's any ethic at all to it, mm-hmm. um, you're looking at an ethic that says the end justifies the means. That's right. So it doesn't matter what it costs as long as we get to our objective. Right. So I hope I answered that in a way that's satisfying to you. But that's those are some of the things uh, that I would that I would go from as I would see things that are taking place. Uh, some of it subjective, some of it objective, because you're seeing some of the things that take place. As for example, I brought out myself. That's objective. That's right. actually what took place. Mm-hmm. You know, other things you see with with other people, but you can have it where, just to repeat myself, people place themselves in a position, and they will actually exploit. That's right. Yep. That person mm-hmm. to get a certain agenda whether that person they can know whether that person was criminal or not mm-hmm. I need and I would mention something I would mention this by name when you think of officer Chauvin, now he took something further f- much further than mm-hmm. he had to take it right and that in itself brought a lot of unnecessary hardship yeah to to a nation right it brought a lot of unnecessary hardship to it he could have made the arrest and Mm -hmm. went on but when he went further he he brought a lot of unnecessary hardship to a nation and so you have to when we look at those things i know when i look at them i'll look at them and say why it seems like everything is just settling and getting well why do we have to have this one take place or why do we have to have this thing take Mm -hmm. place or
1: why is this person well they want to keep it in front of our faces i know you know our family traveled around the country and sold christian education materials and every time we went somewhere and they're doing a show they hire all these people and they only give them a job for a few weeks and my dad first thing he told he says if you give a man power he says and these people have never had it they can't wait to use it on you and we just learned that every time we went somewhere that's exactly what happened you know, you want to get in the door, you want to drive in, you're trying to set up your booth, you're trying to bring in stock. Mm. It's always some little power play. I mean, and they want to let you know that they are got this power and that you're going to, you know, go along with this. So those are some of the things that we learned right away, that this is human nature, and this is what you're signing up for, and these guys have got it, and they're going to let you know they got it, you know.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit like um, The Wizard of Oz, where that that little man is pretending to be the big guy, and he's like, when they finally find it, they're like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, and that giant head's talking. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like the people that are bankrolling some of this, this agenda, and it is an agenda that's happening, are not the people you want in control of these things. My question is, is why... Do, do the people that, I mean, because what we're admitting that there is injustice in this world. There is that side, that we're not saying that that doesn't exist and that's not real. but that's, that we
1: can't talk about it.
0: Right. Those are, but those are people that are not operating under or with the Holy Spirit in them or with any authority of God, because that is not how God treats people. That's not how we're called to treat others. And... And so the people that are really behind this, I keep thinking like, why would the people that are calling for this think that if this this comes down, what they want to come down would be enough or that they would then be in power? Because if you look at the majority of those who are in real power, hey, um, let, let's look at the, the Senate now. Who's in power right. right now? What's happening?
2: Right. If you go back to the Communist Manifesto, and I presented that earlier. What you will see is that the conclusion of the matter is this. What they believe is this. What you have to do in order to bring in that system is destroy the entire old Mm -hmm. system. This is not something that is not designed or that they do not intend to do. The intention is to destroy the entire system. I believe earlier you brought up Russia and the the Bolshevik revolution. Nineteen seventeen, excuse me. Once they won, and you have to have the military behind you. Remember, they used the navy. Their navy, the navy was fierce. But once it was over, they mistreated these individuals. Sure, and then you took the uh, the the royal Russian family, uh, Tsar Nicholas and his family. Uh, you took them, you killed him, you killed his wife, they killed his children, they killed all of them. You you wipe out all of that. So you're going to wipe everything out. Right. Even when you look at history and when you think about it, I want to mention the statues and all. the Okay, the Confederate statues and all of that, that was a rebellion. In my opinion, they probably should have never been put up. But since they were put up, now they are signs of history. That's right. But that was just the start. You went at that. Why are you now going at Abraham Lincoln? Why are you going at Frederick Douglass? Why are you going at the uh, mm-hmm. the regiment from Massachusetts? Why are you trying to take down everything that they have put up? Because what you're really trying to do is re- uh, erase the history of a nation mm-hmm. and create a whole new history. Yes. So you have to destroy it. So when we look at this, as we said, we want to look at it from a biblical perspective. We're looking at what's happening. They don't want the nation, but this is the land that we live in. And critical theories and critical race theory, because it, which is a critical theory, it leaves no room for God. And that's going to lead to the doom of many. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to show you something here because this, this fits right in with what we see in Psalm 9, 15 through 17. It says, the heathen are sunk down in a pit that they made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The mm-hmm. Lord is known by the judgment which he executed. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hand. The wicked shall be turned into hell, into the grave, and that, and all the nations that forget God. Yep. And mm-hmm. so when you look at this, remember, once again, we're looking at an atheist type of, uh, of system. Mm-hmm. So you're taking God out of it okay and then you're you're devising things to do it it's it's only going to lead to destruction look at what china's doing right now yes china is setting up colonies all around here in south america and everywhere trying to get in brazil you know brazil is large in all these areas because they can see it look at what's happening with the buying up of farmland by george soros and bill gates and china you're buying farmland But you're not farming on it.
1: That's right. You're creating the shortages. So so
2: we're seeing Mm -hmm. destructions coming in. So those who contradict God's word and will, we know they're considered wicked in his eyes. So we're going to get heavy with this. What we're seeing in this is we're seeing wickedness. Wickedness is taking place. So if you ask, why do they do what they do? What would lead them to do what they do? You get a wicked people. They're not looking for righteousness. No, these people want and and, and revenge, and then those at the top, they want power. Mm-hmm. And so, just as the proletariat was used by by the Russians, and just as as um, Marx and Hegel would mention the proletariat, I talk about the bourgeoisie or the middle class. I've been watching this, and look at what's happening here. You have the attack. Even the attack on the middle class, the middle class is now living paycheck to paycheck. You bet. You have all of these different attacks uh, that are coming in so that you can actually destroy everything that's set up. And eventually, government will be your God. So Mm -hmm. now, how is government going to be your God? Well, now you have to attack the church. How do you attack the church? You attack the church by way of attacking believers. So they've got to, I know that's a whole nother show, but they've got to come up with schemes as they're doing right now to attack us. That's right.
1: Um, You're right, they're trying to burn the whole thing down. And that is an occultic thing. That's what the story of the Phoenix really is, that he burns brightly, turns actually completely to ashes. And out of the ashes is what they can what? Build what they want. And that's also what ordo abcao means order out of chaos and who are these people well they call themselves a masonic order some of them right Mm -hmm. and so this is where you can actually see that in the stained glass right there in the most holy of holy parts of the washington um, uh, masonic lodge so you start to see that's also ties into revelations 13 as well that there's a cause every cause has an effect they're the ones who institute this cause they're the ones that make this happen and so this is the idea that this chaos they're trying to create justifies okay what social justice that they want to do right which is to really burn it all down and then build what
0: they want I also think that there is we've talked about this a punitive side to this there is as if there could be a way to in any way make up for this if Right? We were to give up. White people are to give up everything they have. If some, So punitive implies, like our justice system, just like social justice, all the whatever justices you want to call it, implies that there is a punitive side to this, that there is a payment. There is some kind of reparation that could make up for this. And the truth is is that it's impossible. I wouldn't say to my child, and we're not saying that things don't need to be corrected, because God knows so many things need to be corrected in this system and um, this this injustice exists. However, I wouldn't say to a child that your father or your grandfather did this to me. Now, child, you apologize, you pay for it. Does that make sense? Would you tell your child that? Because there's no lesson that can be learned that way. There's also, uh, that's insanity.
1: Yeah, you can't make... On some level. Like, why make, would I
0: tell my child that you, you have to apologize for your father, right, your grandfather? Because right. they that's not teaching... them. They wouldn't understand.
1: So now the people that are looking for social justice, all they really do is they become the oppressors to another generation that wasn't the actual well, exa- oppressor themselves. So
0: we're continuing... Right. We're continuing the cycle. the separation that we keep stressing over and over just ensures that... This will continue on and continue because now we have to make another and subvert another group.
1: So what would you say, Doc, you know, are the biggest red flags scripturally as to why CRT, critical race theory is wrong?
2: Okay. First and foremost, critical race theory places people in category according to ethnicity. God does not.
1: Amen. He does Mm -hmm. not
2: do that. Uh, uh, God and God, there's no respect of person. And that's saying that God does not show partiality. He doesn't show preferential favor based upon a person's nation of origin or their skin pigmentation. He does not do that. In the book of Galatians, it tells us there's neither Jew nor Greek. Well, of uh, course,
1: I love those Scythians. That's that's just a word I like to say.
0: What are Scythians?
2: Well, I guess <laughs> a Scythian would fall under.
1: And he, Greek. he said he was a hooligan because <laughs>
2: yeah, there were some rough people. Now, Llang <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be your word for Greek, and that speaks of a person who is not Jewish. So I'm not Jewish, so that would uh, that would include me. Uh, another thing that we could look at there is that. Uh, If you look in uh, Micah 6, 8, uh, it reads, He has showed the old man what is good and what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. Here are individuals trying to do justice outside of God. Mm -hmm. And when you try to do justice outside of God, you're going to leave off mercy and you're going to leave off love, especially Mm -hmm. when you look at, uh, with this retribution, they are thinking vengeance. You can, yeah. you can go to Rwanda, and I believe it was the 1990s, when you had the Hutus and the Tutsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, the uh, Europeans who were there, I believe it was the Belgians or whoever were there, when they left, how you have this, this retribution and, and this genocidal yeah. uh, behavior that took place. Uh, and a great number, hundreds of thousands, maybe a million, million people were wiped out. And then when that it's ended, crazy. a lot of people thought everything was over. But then those who were who were having genocide committed against them, from my understanding, they began to go at the retribution. So when you when the when the main thing is retribution, re, uh, redistribution, whatever you may call it, uh, and there's no there's no no humility or forgiveness, it doesn't work. Listen, when it comes to redistribution. Or retribution or reconciliation reconciliation is not forced it's not forced it's where a person's heart has been humbled redistribution is not forced it's where individuals give and I do believe that we have a giving society uh, in this nation once again you can isolate and you can get some people who don't do this and don't do that I don't know if anybody's ever studied uh, that which was revealed about J.C. JCPenney, the founder of JCPenney, not referring to the store, but and I like reading about some of these people of the past, but apparently he was a Christian man. I believe he started out uh, working, he got a job in a in shirt uh, store, Clothier, you know, back in those days, because it was a long time ago, you know, you'd have like specialty shops, little shirt shop, and he made very little, and I believe, I don't know if he eventually bought it or not. But eventually he, you know, he, he we end up with JC Penny. But from my understanding, this man, and there's been, we're not gonna get into that, but there's been a subject about some talk about that. Um, this man was a tither. And when I say was a tither, from what I've read, and I'll look it up again, he tithed to himself. Hmm. But he gave ninety percent. What? He kept yeah. 10 and gave 90%. So there are some people who do great things, uh, and it's not because of the pigmentation of their skin. Right. But it's because of their heart. That's it's right. Because of their heart. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so, what critical race theory attempts to raise up is what Jesus has torn down. He's mm-hmm. torn down that wall of partition, that wall that separates people critical race theory looks to bring it back
1: up well and you know god says vengeance is mine Mm -hmm. right when you're starting to take judgment right judge not right lest you be judged you're you're starting to put yourself where i'm god right and then you're the one that's actually doing this to other people we have to be really really careful of that but that's you can see that that's what this is doing they are playing god they are trying to take vengeance Right. That there's nothing wrong. We need to have a just society. We need to have rules and we need to have, you know, all yeah. of those laws and rules and punishments and you know consequences.
0: The bigger concept really being the where does morality come from? Where does goodness come from? It doesn't come from communism. It doesn't come from any of these man-made constructs. And that's it those will always fail because those are not godly concepts. Morality, goodness doesn't come from any of those things. So if we think that somehow we're going to engender that into a system that already rules all of that out,
1: Right. Well they've already it ruled can't out happen.
0: It can't happen. Yep.
2: Can I give a, 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 a warning for the
1: church? Amen.
2: Yes. And and those of you are hearing it, you can repeat this. As a matter of fact, those of you who hear us, write this down. Churches that adopt or embrace critical theories are forfeiting any claim to declaring the unadulterated Word of God. Amen. Now, you say, how can I say that? I can say that because the Bible, the Word of God, gives grounds to say it. I'm going to say it again that I'm going to give you what I base this on. Churches that adopt or embrace critical theories, T-H-E-O-R-I-E-S, are forfeiting any claim to declaring the unadulterated word of God. Mm. I base this on 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1-3, through 3, where Peter writes, Simon Peter, servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them, of, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God Mm -hmm. and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things, all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. His divine power has given us everything, whatsoever it is, that we need to know, that we need to know concerning life and godliness. And if you decide that you need, as a church, you need to adopt some critical theory for this, then what you have done is you forfeited your claim to declare the unadulterated word of God. Yep, and you can look at uh, Revelation twenty two eighteen. It tells you what happens if you add to it or take away anything from mm-hmm. the Revelation. Okay, and we're seeing here also Deuteronomy four two and five twenty two. You look at those verses, and there are so many areas in the Bible where you can uncover the error of critical theories. There are a number of areas mm-hmm. in the Bible where you can do this.
1: Well, you know, the big one for me is that that when you go to communism, you're saying that the government is God. Yes. You're also saying that no part of God is allowed in government. And right there, you have abandoned every bit of truth. And then you think about Jesus being the way, the truth and the life. Are they going to change your life? Yeah, they're going to change your life. They're going to tell you what to do. Are they going to change the way you live your life? Absolutely. Right. And you talk about the truth. What do you have to believe? You can't believe your Bible, honestly you know, and then this whole, what it's all predicated on. It's like Dr. Phil says this, you know, you got to find out a child's currency. Well, they know what your currency is. You know what your currency is? You covet your neighbor's stuff. That's what's going on with you. You want worldly riches and fame and all these things, but you just read in Christ, all things are provided. All the things that you need to be a prosperous, You know, person that lives in the kingdom of heaven, Mm -hmm. right? That we don't need to covet all of these things. I told my boys just the other day. I go, yeah, when you're richer, you have a nicer pillow to cry on, right? That's all you have, right? So what (laughs) big deal is that? Is that a big deal?
0: A nicer pillow.
1: (laughs) I want that nicer pillow to cry. I mean, this is what we're talking about and the people that go through this and again why did YouTube re- sing the song I still haven't found this man is as successful a person as there is on a planet but he still ain't found what he's looking for and Jack first says we can have all things right and you start to realize this is how they've taken that part of us that still is in love with the world right and then used it to start to divide us that that's what this is all about
0: well it's a systemic dismantling of everything godly you know it's taking god out of absolutely every morsel of our being it's not just in this area it's everywhere and it's in everything because in order to get to that chaotic evil place where man rules everything we have to destroy everything that god created and that's what we see i think i believe that that's what we see happening in society it's everywhere yeah and it's just like it leeching it's like a slow and it seems um like it's just this one thing but it's everything and it's like it's got these tendrils on its fingers that just dig deep into the roots of everything God made and just like tearing it apart and saying but that's not what you should want that's not how that really works that's not good enough that's because again once again God's made mistakes God's not you know how could this injustice happen to you well we live in a fallen world that's how this injustice happens to you God doesn't choose injustice for you God didn't turn your life into hell if you look deeper those things around you they have choice too something that doesn't love you doesn't force you and take your head and say you will be saved because I said so and you have no other choice something that really God not something that really truly loves you gave you a choice he has to give you choices and those people in this world they have to be given that choice too it can't be taken it's not fair that just you get to choose so you are at the hands of other people that live in a fallen world too right Mm -hmm. and they get that choice so whenever you hear people say oh how could god let this happen god doesn't let this happen that's not what he wanted but we're no longer in eden right right so all those things that were cast down here with us they rule this plane it clearly says that we don't um they do and they are around us and they're influencing other people they get a choice as well
1: yeah and you already said that you know there's no justice without god how can you even have it you know the other one that this this really does ring bells for people the idea that when you interfere with the ability to sow and reap in other words if you want to reap what somebody else has sowed Mm. that's what we call stealing okay And the bible says that this is what's supposed to happen so that you know when i sow this seed whatever it is and i don't like what it what the fruit of it is well then i would change what i'm sowing to start to get that you know and so people go well you know they're all for this in in socialism and then you say well wait a minute my a child you know that gets an a on that test he needs to share that grade with somebody else right and that's when people go wait a minute are you really willing to share your grades with somebody right right and we, this is where this goes yeah. right and we really you can't have anyone who there's no motivation to to be excellent anymore
0: well you're you're specifically talking about that group that goes to college universities probably charlie kirk's um his whatever it is he does on university where his, he goes through and has people interview the college students saying you know they're all for social justice they're right. all for equality for all and then you know, the person in, in, you know, they'll sit there in, in great detail and tell you how, you know, people have generational wealth and how they should share it all. And that's not fair because they're just getting richer. And then the person who's interviewing them says, So, did you make good grades this semester? And they're like, Yeah, I'm doing really well. And he's like, Okay. Um, well, you know, you've been going to school and not partying. And he's like, Yeah, I work really hard for those grades. He's like, Great. I'm going to take your grades and I'm going to give them to the person who's not doing as much as you are, who's partying, who's not paying attention because you know that social justice, they also deserve the same thing that you deserve. Why do you get it and they don't? Well, I worked for it, exactly. They don't have to work for it in the system you're proposing and that's where it falls apart.
1: Also, those people that have that generational wealth are the ones that are behind your political party.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, they're, still, right. they're only going to get rid of the richer,
1: the neighbor that's just a ex- little richer than no, you. No, exactly. They're not getting rid of themselves. No, no,
0: that's what I'm saying, though. That's what happens. You think that these people are claiming social justice, but there's still a hierarchy. And you're, guess what? If that's what you want, guess who, who's not at the top of that chain? You are. Because if you're screaming social justice, social justice, you're not high enough to acquire that uh, position of power that you're screaming for. Because you wouldn't be screaming for it if you had some.
1: Well, as we're almost out of time, um, Doc, just (laughs) go ahead and give us a couple of the the things you want us to leave with as far as why why do we know that CRT is just exactly the opposite of what we should be doing?
2: Okay, just to uh, summarize some of the things that I said uh in this segment first critical theory leads to the fall of a nation rather than uniting of a nation and jesus brought that out of kingdom divided against itself cannot stand and so if a nation is to remain established it cannot be divided and we know that critical theory divides according to uh ethnicity and financial status and what have you amen Secondly, critical theories have no room for God and Mm thus lead to the doom of many. The word says the wicked shall be turned to hell, to the grave, and a nation which forgets God. Mm. So we cannot contradict God's word. Uh, Those who contradict God's word are considered wicked in his eyes. And the destination of the wicked is the abode of the dead as well as for the nation of people which are oblivious to God. Mm. and saying they're not aware of nor are they concerned with his will uh and then gave a warning to churches There actually were two one was that critical theory should never be adopted or embraced and mm. the churches that adopt or embrace critical theory are forfeiting any claim to declaring the unadulterated mm. word of god
1: which is that jesus is enough right
2: jesus <laughs> is enough <laughs> proverbs 30 i, I want to just add this one. Proverbs thirty says, "Do not add to God's word, or He will rebuke you, and you will be proved a liar." Mm.
0: Mm. Do
2: not add to God's word. Yep. Okay, do not add unto His words, lest ye will reprove you, and you will be found a liar. And we have people now, even in the political arena. Yes, I would say it. They will want to get up, and they will try to quote Scripture. Uh, Peter had something to say about that in Second Peter chapter three. Peter was humble enough to say that there are things that Paul have written that are hard to understand. He said Paul wrote it by the wisdom that he received from God and they're hard to understand. Then he went on to say something, he said, which unlearned and unstable people oh boy. twist as they do all the other scriptures to their own destruction. Mm. And we've been seeing some of this in these churches that are calling Ooh. themselves uh, churches of Christ, that, and I'm not speaking of the denomination. I'm speaking of people who say mm. that they are believers, and yet everything that they have—let's just put it this way—it it violates the Word of God. Right. Mm. It contradicts the Word of God. Excuse me. It even has some blasphemous uh, beliefs in its statements, uh, and so we know that those types of things are not going to go for god if you're if you're into critical theory and all then you're 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 thinking as a, a person who wants retribution and you could say you don't but that's what it calls for and then lastly in deuteronomy chapter four i just want to go ahead and bring this out uh this has been beautiful deuteronomy chapter four verse two says you shall not add into the word which i command you neither shall you diminish from it don't add to it nor shall you take away from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you this is Moses writing to Israel somebody may say well that's for Israel but Jesus said if you love me you will keep my commandments you mm. would keep and, and understand this we don't like that word but that's God's prescription for your good so we need to stick with God's prescription for our good And as we said earlier, there are so many areas in the Bible where you can uncover the errors of critical theories. Mm -hmm. So I want to leave this with the believers. And if there are some people who are listening to us and you are not born again, Jesus is willing to bring you into his kingdom if you will acknowledge that he died for your sins, that he resurrected for your justification, that he is Lord, that he is God, and you repent and you turn your hearts to him, he will draw you into his kingdom Mm -hmm. so let us stand faithfully on the word of the lord as we continue to see his faithfulness manifest to us in what appears more and more like a battle between god and satan Mm -hmm. amen we are the body of christ and we know who's already won Mm -hmm.
0: spoiler alert
1: (laughs) well you know as you think through this you know what i want to also say is the reason why critical race theory is taking hold is because people can see injustice. They can see it, right? right? And that's because capitalism needs morality. When we have people with this much freedom, right? But when we forget, there is not one part of communism that couldn't be defeated if we just followed the golden rule, right? To treat other people the way that we want to be treated, right? right? To bless those. No, it's a better call than that. God said to bless those that curse you. Mm -hmm. Right? That is how Jesus changed the world. Jesus never called for an uprising. He called for an infilling. Okay? An infilling of the Holy Spirit that can change us from the inside out. Right? And so, yes, they can point out how communism has produced a lot of people without morality that have all kinds of money and all kinds of freedoms and are abusing things, right? But you can't change them. That is something that has to happen from the inside out. Communism is a forced morality. Right. It's where they get to come in and Foe play morality. God. And they're just telling you that we'll be a better God than those people.
2: That's what they're saying. The first saying. one you said, democracy yeah. and then communists.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. he did? So fix that. <laughs> but, you know, you start to think about this, you know, there's no doubt America is on the decline. Mm-hmm. And why would you run forward when you have been based upon the Judeo Christian ethic? Yes. There is no way that anyone. Would think with what's happening in America, why would we turn away from what made us successful? And what people don't understand is that if America goes down, freedom around the world will die. Mm -hmm. Okay. The truth is the beast government that we believe is coming, it the biggest enemy it has is America. The only thing stopping it is America. You think back to, you know, what have Russians said? Nikita Khrushchev said, We will take America. Without firing a shot, we do not have to invade the U.S. We will destroy you from within. And now, do you see how, many how years that ago is was happening? That said, yeah, that's a long time right. ago, right? There's a, a movie called Disinformation, and it was the highest operative that happened in the Reagan era, and he said that they that their whole goal was to start, you know, lots of nonprofit organizations in America to solely found sources of disinformation green environments, right? About the green agenda, the race agenda, and all these things. This is where these critical these theories, these communist theories are mm-hmm. coming from. You know, and Patrick Henry, who was a founder, you know, of this country, has famously said Give that when a country, a forgets, country. forgets God, mm-hmm. right, tyrants forge their chains. And that is what's happening right now around the world, is is that people are are letting the government play God. They just did it for the last three years.
2: Did I, I share with you before the the dream, and the vision I had, uh, did I share that with you about the, this was invasion, it COVID? The, no, the invasion that was taking place right. when I was. I'll um, repeat it, please. I was, I had a dream and a vision. Uh, and I, I said dream and a vision because I was able to see it clearly. But I was in this city, it was in the United States, and it was in the heart of America. And there were like real nice, the big sidewalks, and there were a lot of monuments and statues and all of these different things. And I was walking, uh, walking there, and uh, I had uh, my sons sons with me. And then all of a sudden I saw this jet and this jet was hovering in the air. It, that's something that helicopters usually do, but this jet was hovering. Mm-hmm. And you in know, your dream, you can see, you can see what's taking place in your dream. And in this dream, I could see in the cockpit and it was the pilot. He had his uh, ox- his, 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 his face shield was black and he had his tube uh, his, for his oxygen and all. And you could tell in this in this um, in this dream in this vision he was vicious. I mean he was vicious, <laughs> and so usually you have you might have like twenty mike mike cannons shooting out, or I might be going back in some, I don't know what they're shooting out these days, or have this and any other. But there were no rockets going out or anything. But it was like uh, when he fired, it was like this huge thick beam of just it was just black and smoky and dusty and. Uh, it just dropped, it was very, very wide. So his, his, instead of going out, what was firing from this this jet, this fighter jet was coming straight down. And as it was hitting the ground, you had these explosions. Mm. So I had my grandson's by the hand, and I was running for, for cover. And we, we began to go up these steps as we were going to cover, and there was these huge, there were big glass doors. They were big, and a big glass wall. And, but it was all black. And then I looked and I asked the question, how did this happen? How did they get in here? Because I was seeing an enemy that mm-hmm. was invading this country. Mm-hmm. And then the answer came that it did not come from the outside. It's coming from within wow i was wondering how did it get past our radars and everything and i'm it was like no it's coming from within
0: house divided
1: well and you can see that we have raised an entire generation of people that hate this country that's what we've done and that's really what that's rooted in the critical race theory and that's how we know that this is not you know what jesus would do this is what satan would do he would seek to divide us everything that's being blitzkrieged upon us is designed to divide us and uh, so i want to just i want to grab your hand and i want you to grab the hand around the world that we stand against division that through the holy spirit through jesus christ we are one Lord God, we love you, we need your spirit, we need your discernment, we need courage, Lord God, to stand against what we see happening. We pray for wisdom, we pray that you will put those words in our mouth when we come up against these theories, Lord God, that are absolutely from Satan. I pray for discernment for the church, I pray for an uprising, Lord God, of your Holy Spirit, that we may do what you've asked, and that is when we see these things happening, prophetic things, evil things, when we see this happening, that Lord God, we would stand united, Lord God. Thank you for Pastor Dozer coming today. Yes, thank you. I thank you for uh, being able to expose more of Satan's plans about how he is using it and how he's dividing the church. And I pray that more people will come off the fence and stand against what is an absolutely evil, evil ideology may god bless each person
0: amen amen